Hi, I'm Julia Ferlin, and here are four stories you need to know about today. The 90th Annual Academy Awards went down yesterday at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood. It was a night of glamour as usual for the most part. There were some gorgeous looks on the red carpet that highlighted serious creativity and fashion. U.S. figure skater Adam Rapon, who stole our hearts during the Winter Olympics, wore a spicy leather harness designed by Jeremy Scott. And Rita Moreno, the queen, wore the same dress that she wore to the Oscars when she won Best Supporting Actress in 1962. And Get Out star Daniel Kaluuya invented velvet in this bronze blazer. Who knew? Meanwhile, up on stage, The Shape of Water took home the grand prize for Best Picture. And this time, Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty gave out the right envelope. Guillermo del Toro won Best Director for The Shape of Water as well. He's the third Mexican filmmaker to win the Oscar for directing. He made a strong point about immigration during his acceptance speech. I am an immigrant, like Alfonso and Alejandro, my compadres, like Gael, like Salma, and like many, many of you. And in the last 25 years, I've been living in a country all of our own. Part of it is here, part of it is in Europe, part of it is everywhere. Because I think that the greatest thing our art does and our industry does is to erase the lines in the sand. We should continue doing that when the world tells us to make them deeper. Jordan Peele and the movie Get Out won Best Original Screenplay and made history with that win. He's the first black screenwriter to receive that honor. A few other big winners, Gary Oldman won Best Actor for Darkest Hour, and Frances McDormand won Best Actress for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Overall, it was the kind of Oscar ceremony that had exactly what you'd expect. Glamour, pretty people, and some shoulder shimmying. A group of Democratic presidential hopefuls are speaking out against a proposed bill that would loosen banking rules. The Senate is expected to vote this week on a bipartisan bill supported by the Trump administration that would roll back some of the Dodd-Frank regulations for small and medium-sized banks. In case you need a little refresher, Dodd-Frank was signed into law by President Obama as a response to the financial crisis of 2008. Currently, banks with assets less than $50 billion are exempt from greater oversight and tighter rules. But the new Senate banking bill would raise the limit to $250 billion. A lot of the big-name Democrats are betting that voters won't get behind politicians who are too cozy with Wall Street and are coming out to voice their concern about this bill. Unsurprisingly, Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts has spoken out against the bill. In an email to supporters, she warned that, quote, Republicans and Democrats are gutting the rules on Wall Street. She also said that a new cap would treat some of the country's largest banks as though they were tiny community banks. Meanwhile, New Jersey Senator Cory Booker, who's been seen as more friendly to the banking industry, has also spoken out against the bill. In a statement to BuzzFeed News, Booker called the new Senate banking bill plainly unacceptable. He also said that Congress should be, quote, strengthening, not weakening, the safeguards put in place of a greed and excess-fueled financial crisis that brought hundreds of billions of dollars of big bank bailouts. But while the lefties stay left, at least a dozen swing state Democrats openly announced their co-sponsorship of the bill. If passed, this would be the Senate's first major bipartisan bill in more than two years. A Florida public school teacher is under investigation for allegedly hosting an underground white nationalist podcast. HuffPost has reported that Crystal River Middle School teacher Diana Volatich is under investigation by the Citrus County School District for secretly hosting a show called Unapologetic. 
Volatich operated the podcast using the pseudonym Tiana Dalikov and supposedly argued that some races are smarter than others and suggested that Muslims should be eradicated from the planet. And that's not all. Under her alleged pseudonym, Volatich allegedly praised hate speech on Twitter and retweeted neo-Nazis and white supremacists, including former KKK Grand Wizard David Duke. In a statement, the school district said it was made aware of a, quote, concerning podcast and said that Volatich has been removed from the classroom while the investigation is ongoing. BuzzFeed News reached out to Volatich for comment, but there's been no response yet. For those of you thinking of quitting your day job to live one of those beautiful, perfectly styled Instagram lives, not so fast. A BuzzFeed News deep dive titled, What Does It Cost to Be Big on Instagram?, takes a fascinating look at the highs and lows of a career as an Insta-famous influencer. Let's start with the highs. Some sponsored posts pay enough cash to make it rain big time. Some high-profile influencers are reportedly paid in the range of $150,000 per post. But don't start organizing your accessories strategically just yet. The hustle to get there is very real. Mary Gooey, an advertising professional turned popular Instagram fashionista who has more than 50,000 followers, told BuzzFeed News that her social media presence still doesn't fully cover her bills and living expenses. In fact, she says her work as an influencer and blogger can sometimes feel like multiple full-time jobs at once. And others say that life as an influencer could be isolating, too. Lifestyle influencer David Pendelinan has more than 200,000 followers on Instagram. He told BuzzFeed News that his large social media presence can sometimes put a strain on his relationships. He's even had to end romantic relationships because folks were with him just for the gram. He says he now prefers to stick with his friends from his days as a normie. Regardless of how you feel about Instagram fame, you should definitely check out the full story on BuzzFeedNews.com. For more on the latest stories, download the BuzzFeed News app. And you can listen to this briefing reporting to you as a podcast or on your smart speakers. Just look for BuzzFeed News.